Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Good morning, Andy. Morning, man. How are you? A little groggy. A little groggy. Late, late start there. It's well, afternoon just, in Cincinnati. Yeah, I know. it's just man, you, you know, like the, this whole hour thing. It just you know it takes a couple of days. <laughs> that's uh, that's true. It's only. 12 15 there really for you <laughs> i mean seriously though they, they get you and uh yeah you know i'm a little like it's really nice out today and i'm hunkered up in the basement i kind of want to be outside letting it rip a little a little exercise you know you, you know you gotta take it when it's nice here you gotta take advantage of it you, you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know you never know that wild cincinnati weather I live on that weather app. Like, like you have to, you, you literally don't know, but you got a treadmill in that basement. You can get your inside grind on. Uh, It's not the same, man. And that thing is old as hell. And I think that, that, that treadmill, I think is the incubator of my whole, the whole nut issue that I've had. (laughs) Like, I, you know, I just don't trust it. Yeah. I, I listen. I'm not a runner. You know that about me. I've never been a runner. Uh, I actually despise treadmills. I, I I feel unsafe when I run on a treadmill. Like I've I've also been thrown from a treadmill at like high speeds during childish activities as a kid. And uh, but also I just like don't I don't like running, let alone on a treadmill. But you're not supposed to put your nuts on them, Andy. Good to know. I, I just I mean my my limited experience on treadmills if if you think that it is related to your coronal issue i just want you to know on or off your nuts are never supposed to be on the treadmill they should have a disclaimer they should how was i supposed to know felt kind of nice at the time little did i know it would create just chaos the treadmill is nice to watch stuff though so if you want to bang out something on netflix or a documentary i'm into the elizabeth holmes thing now on i Hulu. haven't i haven't watched any of it it's fascinating man it's i'm like, still i still do, haven't started i still haven't started the kanye i'm, I'm two yeah. episodes in the kanye do you know the elizabeth holmes story yeah it's wild like it's and, and i'm just watching the you know, the Hulu Amanda Seyfried shit she plays. Right. Uh, and she does it well. And I guess HBO is a documentary as well. It's it just blows my mind how all this could happen. It's really I at times you gotta wonder, is it really that easy to fool people? Uh for the sake of his uh, like blossoming career, I I'm I'm not gonna dive in on talking about yeah my brother has fooled people for years. No, I got gotcha. you. 
I, th- I thought you were ready to go with it. I, I, I thought when I said that, I was like, oh, this is a perfect tee up for, yeah, it's easy to fool people. You act like you're retired and you come right out. I thought you were going yeah, I mean, well, to listen, Tom Brady. I, well, forget Tom Brady. How about, I mean, you think Elizabeth Holmes, like how about the money that Kirk Cousins has stolen over the years? I mean, honestly, Kirk Cousins and his agent are like cartoon burglars. They're like dressed in black and white, like tiptoeing around. <laughs> Like pull up in a fake ambulance, leave with bags of money. Like I've never seen somebody steal from so many people. So they gave him another year because technically it helps the. Sure, 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 sure. (laughs) I would argue, despite what your salary cap implications are, having Kirk Cousins as your quarterback for one more year does not help you. Yeah, $35 million. It's a lot of money, man. He re- I mean, he really has made a lot of money. It's crazy. He's, I believe he's made $240 million in his whole career. Imagine the megachurch he could build with that. Imagine the megachurch he's going to build with that. Yeah. All Like, honestly, here's the thing. If I had made $240 million being mediocre, I'd believe in God, too. It's why I'm, it's, it's why I'm an atheist. I'm out here just being, you know, I, I don't want to say elite, but let's say above mediocre at comedy. And I'm just I'm just in the gutter. This, this is why I'm an atheist. Kirk Cousins, meanwhile, is like the fucking I don't know, the Dave Coulier of quarterbacks. He's just Ooh, Dave Coulier reference, just sleeping on a pile of money. I well, believe that I believe that there was a higher power responsible for all of it too well dave coulier got that full house money man yeah next year if the vikings actually want to win a playoff game they should cut kirk out <laughs> didn't he also host a knockoff of funniest home videos for a while with, a, with another female remember that do you remember there was a second i don't i don't remember that you know there's wild conspiracies about bob saget's death right I know. I have heard that. I, I watched uh, some videos. It's kind of crazy. Goldberg sent them to me. Yeah. Should we hit up Maddie Goldberg for the March Madness episode since Tug Coker has turned us down? Uh, official co-host of the Dirty Sports Podcast. When one of us can't be there or whenever we talk about golf or college basketball, Tug Coker has declined an offer to join the show this week. Should we, should Maddie Goldberg now, Maddie's going to be like, what do you mean on the second option? What do you mean? Yeah. I was like, you're, you're really setting yourself up, man. On both Maddie and Tug. I wasn't going to say anything about Tug's response, but you're just throwing him. You're th- no, I mean, first of all, the guy's got three kids under like five. Yeah. I'm sure he's, I, I, I'm not, I'm not insinuating that he has declined it for any reason other than I'm sure he's hella busy. busy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we need all the help we can get with March Madness. We've been pretty vocal about that because we just don't follow it enough. Oh, I know Xavier isn't in the tournament again and they need to fire their coach and I want them to hire Rick Pitino. Not going to happen. Rick Pitino moving to Cincinnati. Unlikely. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Xavier really created a mess for themselves. The head coach, his wife's family, 
donated $25 million for a brand new state of the art, like fitness thing before they hired him. So, so now you're stuck with a guy who just donated his wife's family donated 25 million. That's his wife. And he's the coach. And I think he's on the board too, some sort of board at Xavier, uh, the wife's dad, not a good situation. No bueno. I, Rick Pitino, I, uh, my prediction is if Rick Pitino ever takes another major head basketball coaching job, it is somewhere where his life, like he'll, he'll be the head coach at UNLV or like at Miami or something like he's only going to go someplace where he's like, is there a fucking horse track nearby? Is there a fucking place I can gamble? Is prostitution legal? Sure. His wife's like, can you stop? banging prostitutes he's like no i can't but i can start banging them where it's legal i'm the new head coach at the university of nevada reno yeah seriously well march madness once again you know i i I can't get enough of just the nfl just shitting on every other sport that's what they do they literally are like oh yeah oh the brackets dropped today really everybody's been waiting for their march madness brackets Tom Brady's like not so fast and he just kicks down the door. Yeah. As I said, the, the powers that be uh, at college basketball must, must have felt totally deflated by the news. You're <laughs> all week folks. Try the, uh, try the chicken parm. It's really good. Has <laughs> <laughs> a comedy club ever served chicken parm? No way. Probably some, some have. You think? Remember, when, remember when we did like uh, that that one Italian comedy club in Santa Barbara? Oh yeah, they I bet you they serve fucking chicken bomb. So what what was going on, Brady? Man, he, he, I'm sure you saw the tweet. His retirement was 40 days. The baseball lockout was 99 days. So what was going on? Was he trying to see where all the other quarterbacks were going? I I have no idea. Honestly, it just seems so fucking stupid. Like. Are there people out there? I, listen, I know there's the Maddie Goldbergs of the world, and I know that we have we have Brady stands everywhere. But like, explain to me who alive thinks this is like cool, or chill, or like amusing. This is like, this is like Brett Favre all over again. It's like I'm retired. I'm not retired. It's like, bro, why didn't you just say nothing and just say I don't have a decision? And I'll make a decision before the league year starts. And the only answer I have for that, and I'd love to hear from anybody else, is you fucking love attention. You love attention. I think these and guys. You, you want the attention of the fucking retirement, and then you want the attention of the coming back. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I think a lot of these guys, again, especially like a Brady, when you're at that level. You have a team behind you, right? So the team of public relations people and marketers and social media people, they come up with all these ideas and they work together as a team. And then they say, let's do this and let's do it. There's no way his opinion changed in 40 days. There's just no way. Unless he was trying to, like, my my only thing is he either loves the attention or more likely, honestly, some sort of major business scam. I'm retired. Invest in my NFT company. 
I'm I'm all in on NFTs. Tom Brady's NFT company raises $170 million in their Series A funding. Tom Brady returns to football. Tom Brady gets $500 million from Hulu for Man in the Arena, which will chronicle his last four seasons in the league. Blah, blah, blah. Just kidding. I'm back. Like, that's my only explanation. Whatever the explanation is, I can I can guarantee it falls under the headline of scumbag shit. Tom Brady, world class fucking scumbach. Well, it's crazy, too, because he's already lost two of his offensive linemen and they had a great O line. So the one guy retired. And now the Bengals are signing, I believe, his guard, Alex Kappa. Yeah, to a deal. So, like, you're losing your protection, man. And, like, good protection. I mean, another thing that we know about Tom Brady is it part of this is definitely that he was going to be haunted by losing his final game. You know, seems like he wants to go out. Tom, Tom Brady would be the ultimate guy to say, I want to go out on a Super Bowl. Well, my advice is you should have gone out after you left the Patriots, went to the Bucks, and immediately won a Super Bowl. That was your moment. I will predict this. Tom Brady will never play in another Super Bowl. Well, I, I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's too, you know, I don't, personally, I don't think that's too wild of a prediction. No, of course it's not too wild, but go, go get on the internet any second of the day. The Tom Brady slurpers out there who don't know that he's like, retiring and unretiring to steal like NFT money for them or sell them fucking, you know, healthy greens, water powder and TB 12 B 12 shots or whatever. Uh, Like he he's, he's they're They're all the goats coming back. Going to win one at 44. Look at his last nine seasons, loses a playoff game, wins a super bowl, loses a playoff game, wins a super bowl. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Obviously, he had a really good year last year statistically, but the the NFC is weaker, obviously, than as well in the AFC. I'm going to play a call. We have a call. We have an analogy. CT has been firing up the hotline. I mean, just firing up. I mean, I'll, I'll finally play a call. This is his analogy. Of, New Denver Broncos fan, I can assume. CT. No, he's not going to sell out his Seahawks. This is his analogy on Brady joining, or I'm sorry, coming back out of retirement. Gentlemen, CT, formerly from Seattle, lifelong Seattle Kraken fan. Tom Brady is back. And I kind of found the perfect analogy, I think. It's that scene from Rogue One Star Wars where Darth Vader comes in at the end and just starts chopping rebels down. And growing up, you're like, I don't like Tom Brady. I don't like Darth Vader. He's evil. He, he, he works, you know, with the dark side of the verse. But then as you get older, you're like, fuck, Darth Vader's the best fucking Star Wars character. Star Wars wouldn't be it without Darth Vader. Darth Vader's the goddamn coolest dude. And then all of a sudden, you're a fucking Tom Brady stan. I'm not saying I'm a stan, but... Happy that he's back. 
He probably also looked at the NFC. He's like, yeah, I'm still the best quarterback in there besides Rodgers, so I'll come back. But <laughs> it's that scene in Rogue One for sure. I wish I was better at Photoshop and I could make that happen. But uh, CT out, stay dirty. Do you know that scene? Yes. It's a pretty badass scene. Yeah. I like the analogy because I think Tom Brady's career ends with him laying on the field, his son running out there as he's injured, taking his helmet off and kissing his dying father in the middle of the field. That's not going to happen. He's like, I'm your father. And he's like, I know I'm still going to kiss you. I'm still going to tongue kiss you. (laughs) Just take, take my helmet off. He's going back. You know, they got a great offense. Obviously the the line as we see is kind of falling apart and they're going to have to replace some guys, but weapon wise, skill player wise, He's still got Godwin and Mike Evans and Fournette. Godwin might be a free agent, but I'm not positive. The funny part about that is Bruce Arians always wears a thing on his chest that makes him look like Darth Vader. Yeah. When he is on the sideline. Why, why, why is he dressed like a robot? Also, this, this analogy keeps going because a young Tom Brady definitely murdered children. And drinks their blood, and that's what keeps him young. Ah, uh, yeah. So, a la Anakin. Yeah. Anybody- and and abandon a pregnant wife. <laughs> I mean, this is Tom. Tom Brady is Darth Vader. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> this really does keep going. Does keep going. And you could argue he was supposed to be the chosen one for the Patriots, and he was, and then he left. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, I don't know if I would call Bruce Arians Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I was really laughing though. I really. I was. mean, let's let's be honest. My favorite part of this though. Is Eli Manning Luke Skywalker? There you go. That's the best part of this whole analogy. The real chosen one. Hey, man, you know me. I'm a Star Wars fan. We, we can take this all the way. I'll, I'll do these analogies all day. And obviously, Belichick is Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. And and that's why he just every white wide receiver in the history of the Patriots is a stormtrooper. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, give me a gang of white guys who can't can't hit anything. I'll turn them into a real fucking army. Yeah, but he's back again, does it on Selection Sunday, which was pretty funny to me. Yeah, but moves are happening in real time as we speak. Trubisky signing with the Steelers. I like this move for the Steelers, honestly. Uh, you know, I know the the I don't know what the the finances of it are, and I said, you know, I didn't hate the idea of him joining the Giants, depending on what the finances were. That was the rumors uh, for the last couple of weeks now. But as a, as somebody, I don't really, you know necessarily root for the Steelers. It'll be easier now to 
have some rooting interest in the Steelers uh, that the guy, the, the multiple accused rapist is gone. Um, but I actually kind of like this for Trubisky. I mean, they, they have won games the last few years with Roethlisberger out with guys who are just like not qualified to be in the NFL and Trubisky, you know, definitely wasn't great with the bears, but there's not a lot of people who have been great with the bears the last few years. And I think he's a competent, you know, middle of the road, medium pizza starting quarterback in the NFL. And I think that is a, a nice fit for the Steelers. I actually kind of love it. Well, he's certainly better than Mason Rudolph, whack-a-mole Mason Rudolph yeah. and, yeah. and uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. It's a two-year deal. I'm not seeing financials right now, but I agree. I, I think, look, as they try to figure out what they're doing in the future, you got an offense. I'm sorry. You got a defense. You got a running back. You got a few weapons. And there was a lot of talk about Deshaun Watson going there. Um, obviously, because they don't mind a multi-accused rapist as quarterback. But honestly, I think I think Steelers fans are probably like, listen, we don't mind that he raped a bunch of people. But a black quarterback? I'm not sure we're in on that. <laughs> Yin's got to be kidding me. We already tried this with Cordell Stewart. It didn't work. Like, okay. A lot of people are going to go after him. So no criminal charges. Deshaun Watson will not be facing any criminal charges. So he's meeting this week. I know already he's going to meet with the Panthers and the Saints. Now, how does that even work? Because he is a Houston Texan, right? Can he meet with them? It's a good point. I, I mean, I saw a headline that he was meeting with them. You're right. He, you know, he got paid last year. Yeah. He should have got paid to sit on the bench. I don't know. I don't know the tampering rules or anything. I guess maybe there would be, you could give permission to yeah, me. This is the headline. This is a headline from the athletic Texans. Deshaun Watson expected to meet with saints, Panthers and other teams for trade talks source. He's going to meet in the next 48 hours. Okay. He still faces 22 active civil lawsuits of sexual assault and sexual misconduct. Twenty-two, same number of players on a football field. That's pretty impressive. Well, obviously, if he went to any of those teams, he's a huge upgrade. I mean, the Saints have a great defense. They're they're a QB away from Super Bowl contending. What are you talking about? They had a Hall of Fame QB last year. Is is, is Jameis under contract? I don't I have no idea. I think he might be a free agent as well. I think he's a free agent. Yeah, because I think it was I think it was a one year deal. Remember, wasn't it like one year, five million or whatever? Yeah. Which, you know what this is saying with Jameis and then Trubisky signing with the Steelers. Trubisky is still valued much higher than Jameis Winston. I'd argue. Yeah. Oh, I mean, listen, I think that there is some uh, like. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but some some uh, delusions of grandeur in the Jameis Winston camp that probably because, you know, his agent or his uncle or his former GM are running a propaganda account on his behalf 
that, that, that pump him up and tell him he's a hall of fame quarterback. They're writing books about his hall of fame credentials, which we discovered and blew up. If, yeah. if I might reiterate that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that there's some delusions that he deserves some sort of franchise quarterback money or will only play for a winner or will only play for 10 million. Like, and it's like, okay, whatever. Let's see if that happens. You're right. It was a one-year deal. So I'll be curious though, where he goes, man. Like really curious. Do you like Trubisky to the Steelers? I do. Do you like, where would you like to see Watson go? The Saints or the I want to see him go somewhere where they can win. I mean, you could probably win in the Panthers too. I want to see somewhere where they can really be. If they go to the Saints, like I said, they're instantly competing for a Super Bowl, I'd argue, from that conference. I like that. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. Right. I like the Saints. I'd like to, I mean, obviously, you got to, I'm not the world's biggest Sean Payton fan. And I'm definitely not a Jameis Winston fan. And I think that, uh, that, you know, Taysom Hill is the Kirk cousins of option H backs. I've never like the Kirk cousins and Taysom Hill are the pointing Spider-Man meme for people who have unreasonably stolen tens of millions of dollars from the league. Um, But it's fun when new Orleans is good. The fan base down there is fun. The city's awesome. You kind of want them to be good. I wasn't the world's biggest Drew Brees fan either. So, like, yeah, send Deshaun Watson to the Saints. Let's go. Yeah, things will get real interesting for Brady then if he's got Deshaun Watson. He has to play twice a year, and the yeah. Saints the Saints already own Brady since he joined the Bucks. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So Monday Night Football is officially going to be Joe Buck. And Troy Aikman. ESPN just stealing the Fox crew. It's kind of amazing. You wouldn't think that this would be that easy to do. Well, they, you know, they let him actually Fox let they didn't put up a fight and they said he gave us this many years. Or those guys gave us this many years. Like, we're not going to. And we appreciate it. And gone. and honestly, here's the thing about Monday Night Football. First of all. I will never watch them if the Manning brothers are farting on a snare drum. Like, I don't care what yeah. the Manning brothers are doing. If the Manning brothers are broadcasting, if they're like, uh, Peyton can't be here this week. Eli's doing it with his son. I'm like, cool. Troy and Joe Buck are dead to me. But as far as the, the Manning cast aside or on the weeks where the Manning cast does not occur, I like Troy, Bu- Troy the Troy Buck combo. Yeah, me too. I am not a I am not a Joe Buck uh, hater. I'm actually more of a Joe Buck hater in baseball than I am in football. Um, I enjoy Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I know there's a lot of people out there who can't stand them. I've never really understood it, especially the the pairing of the two of them. Buck and McCarver back in the day used to be like nails on a chalkboard, but Buck and Aikman, I think they do a fantastic job. I'm a fan. Yeah, no, I am too. And uh, look, it's definitely an upgrade for ESPN. But like you said, I agree. If the Manning brothers are on, I'm always going to watch them. I mean, it's not even close. But here's the thing. I love the 
Mike Breen, Van Gundy, Mark Jackson trio in basketball. But if the Manning brothers are calling a basketball game, I'm watching that too. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just the Manning brothers. So we're, we're talking about, you know, it's, it really has nothing to do with whoever else is broadcasting against them. Yeah. But we know there's old heads and people who just don't even know how to find ESPN two and whatever that are just will always be. I need the game sound. Sure. So we know that the, that the, that the, the lead broadcast will always do better than the Manning cast. Well, Bales just signed another offensive lineman. It's it, it's like they're saying, okay, okay, Andy Ruther, you you think we're gonna we're gonna shit the bed next year? You're still one of Brady's Patriots and, guys, and they're spending, spending, spending. Andy, the Ruther curse. I'm out because their owner won't spend. He's now. We look at him. He's going out there spending on all, offensive line. Another, this is a second offensive line signing this morning. Who'd they go out and get now, Andy? Alex Karras or Karras. I don't know how it's pronounced. Three years, wasn't that, 18 wasn't million. That, wasn't that the first one you told me? Ted Karras. Sorry. Alex Kappa was the other guy. Oh, okay. Wow. Not making, L- not making the playoffs. Whoa. No, I'm just talking shit. They might. Randy Ruther just set off fireworks in his driveway. They, they might make. Andy Ruther said they're not making the playoffs. They, they might like, make We're the going playoffs. to the Super Bowl. They might make the playoffs, but hey, Super Bowl hangover is real. I, I got a little swag after they lost that Super Bowl. I got a little swag back. Not gonna lie, I was I was absolutely crippled by that playoff run, and now I'm like, dude, you caught lightning in a bottle. You caught lightning in a bottle. But now, hold on. Let, let me just I just want to play devil's advocate for one second. And I'm not saying that the Super Bowl hangover is not real. And I'm not saying that they are going to make the playoffs. I'm not ma- making any predictions right now. I'm going to see how the rest of free agency and the rest of, you know, offseason plays out before I go ahead and make any predictions. I mean, you know, the AFC North is going to get wild. The Browns are releasing receivers and signing receivers for way more money. So, you know. <laughs> It could get crazy. I don't understand that move, by the way. <laughs> no one understands that move, dude. So they released- and, now there, and now there's like Baker Mayfield traded rumors like the Browns. I mean, talk about, you, you know, talk about a mismanaged uh, Ohio based football team. The the Browns are lapping the Bengals when it comes oh, yeah. to being a fucking punchline. Well, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand the you're just swapping Amari Cooper for Jarvis Landry. I don't really get that. Well, you're swapping Amari Cooper and $20 million for like, and and the Cowboys, what are they doing? They're, they're now getting rid of Cooper and then paying Gallup. Like is Jerry Jones out of money because of all the lawsuits? Like what's going on? He's got a lot of kids to pay for. Yeah. A lot of illegitimate Um, kids. Yeah. It's wild, but, I'll say this as a uh, Bengals hater, your big, your big thing is Joe Burrow's legit. They have receivers. The defense is good. You, you're, you still question the the head coach who took him to the Super Bowl in year three. Um, but your big sticking point was Joe Burrow won't survive because they don't have an offense line and they refuse to spend on it. Are 
they're they're it's like you're the GM of the team. They're like, okay, GM, we hear you. We're gonna go do that. Yeah, I should get. Are, I should get. I should get. If they win the Super Bowl, I should get. A are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really should. Joe, Joe Burrow was sacked 114 times in a season. Andy Ruther wants credit for being like they need to improve their O line. <laughs> no, but Bur- I love Burrow. Look, look. No, I obviously as long as they have Burrow, they're they're always gonna be able to compete. He's that good. But I, I just again. Do you question the ability to sign the right offensive lineman when they have three scouts? I just question that, that, yeah, that they yeah. sh- that they share with the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> don't even get me started on the Reds right now. Don't even don't the, the, the Reds are starting to enter the Andy Ruth or Bengals history yeah. fandom. They, they, they really are. Um, look, these guys look good on paper. Listen, if you abandon the Reds, which I feel like has there's a small chance of that happening. Even though you're a cursed individual, we welcome you. The water is warm because Steve Cohen keeps the hot tub heaters on all year round. Money be damned. The waters are warm in the league's leading payroll New York Mets hot tub bandwagon. Uh, Look, I'll say this about the Reds. When when you. Steve Cohen is the anti every Cincinnati owner ever. They're like. Fuck you. We're going to tax you if you spend too much money. He's like, fuck you. Now I'm going to now I'm going to spend so much money. You have to come up with a new tax. You fucks. When you deliberately are trying to become the next next Pittsburgh Steelers and you trade guys like a solid, legit starter who's going to be reliable, like a Sonny Gray, you let Wade Miley go. my, My thing is this. You are turning away so many people. And, and again, the payroll. If you don't have the money, man, just sell the team. I, I said this and I was quoted as saying it. Uh, somebody put it on, you know, tweeted at me. But this is this is uh, I agree wholeheartedly at this point, especially now. I mean, we've been watching winning time and the whole like Jerry Buss buying in to uh, you know a crippled league and and now look at him now he's a you know his family is set up for life because he went in he spent he was responsible for you know partially turning around the league don't buy a sports team and cry poor it's kind of pathetic it's kind of like bro maybe you should maybe you just never could have afforded a sports team in the first place like is the bottom line don't get into the game it's like or when you when you play in a poker game and they're like it's a hundred dollar minimum buy in and five thousand dollar maximum, don't sit down with a hundred dollars. You're gonna lose. Yeah. Or if you're an owner and you bought a team in two thousand six, like this situation, and the team was valued at two hundred seventy million, now they're valued at closer to one point one billion. Dude, you you tripled your profits more than that. Yeah. Cut and run. Like you sell a team, sell it to sell it to Mark Cuban, sell it to somebody who. Who wants to spend a lot? And, and by the way, I'm not saying you got to spend, 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 but at least be competitive. When you're not trying to be competitive, listen, we have been. I am a. There should be a salary cap and a salary floor in baseball, guy. For like, I mean, you can go back to me arguing in fucking middle school about there needing to be a salary cap in baseball. There needs to be f- financial restraints on these guys. But in the meantime, and this is this is the thing. This is the problem as a Mets fan with the Wilpons all these years. And now 
definitely not the problem with being a Mets fan is like, if you are going to voluntarily buy your way into this league in this situation, then you better be prepared to spend or else what are you really doing? You're just stealing hot dog money and parking money from your fans. You're going, we're not trying to win. I'm just trying to run a business that makes money. And that is pathetic. And that is why Steve Cohen is like quickly like climbing the ranks of my favorite people on earth because he's a Mets fan with money. He's here to fucking win. And he's like, cool. Name a fucking tax after me. I don't give a shit. Well, well, obviously, this is such a baseball problem. I mean, you know, even in football with the salary cap and even with tight owners, teams can compete. Just the the nature of how it's set up. That's just been the number one problem of baseball. And and you see these rebuilds. Dude, these rebuilds are brutal. Like if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, if you're a Reds fan. Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, these rebuilds are brutal. Like like you you want to. Well, part of the I, I think the most uh, horrible part about quote unquote rebuild is they don't ever seem to be rebuilding. Yeah, not, you, this like it's 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 kind of lying to your fans even when you call these rebuilds. What what? How long have the pirates been rebuilding? What are they rebuilding for? When yeah. when when's the year that they? take all the draft picks and prospects they get for trading their best players away and, and come out for an off season and spend and then go, we finally have it. We finally have the right mix of young guys. Now let's add some veterans and win a world series. When does that happen? Cause it hasn't happened in Pittsburgh since like, since when, so when? They, so, so when they, that's, that's what I'm saying. So they made the playoff. Well, I mean, it's wild. So they, had I mean, they were, they were playing disco at fucking home games. The last time they were in a, World Series. So the Pirates had a losing record. This is pretty wild. From 1993 until through 2012. And then and then they had a three-year run where they were they were good, man. That 2013 through 2015, they made the playoffs. Three years in a row. Yay. And since then they've been pretty trash. Yeah. So no, I no, I agree, man. And 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 you know, that's kind of how the Reds have been too. And it's like, it's like, dude, you, you know, you're just gonna shed payroll and and keep doing this. Why own the team? Because because fans well, fans, because they make money. But but fans don't you just turn people away. Yeah, but not enough of them. They make money. It's still a business. Well, they make money because of the TV deals. Yeah. You know, those are multi-billion dollar contracts. I, I, I just, and again, this is an overall baseball problem. Like it just is. And it seems like that's not getting really figured out ever on their end. Yeah. I mean, we just had a, we just had a strike, which ended, by the way, three minutes after our last episode ended. So if you guys want to if you want to know what the next big sports story is, um, you guys should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah. And set the alerts and watch all our episodes live and then immediately go on ESPN the second our episodes end. So then you can be the first person to know every big sports story. I mean, we are on a hot streak of like 
six or seven straight episodes where breaking news happens the second we hit end on this podcast. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Baseball strike. Baseball strike. I mean, it's it's glorious that baseball is back. And, you know, I'll, I will take the credit that I was given. I even announced on last episode that I kind of like, despite what all the headlines were telling me, I invested in baseball tickets last week, like literally the day before the strike ended. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. They'll give me my refund or whatever. If I don't, I'm buying baseball tickets. And I did. And did I personally end the lockout? Maybe, maybe, you know? Yeah, it was all you, right? Yeah. Pray Nostradamus strikes again, as one dirtball said. Well, it is coming back. And, you know, I'm going to go to some games. I'm not saying I'm not going to go to some games, but I'm also going to still check out some minor league games because it's cheaper. And I think it's a better experience. But I still will be the cheap guy who brings in his own water and does the the $25 all you can eat with friends. It's like, I'm going to. I'll still be the guy with the fake sunscreen bottle with a wide mouth that I can pour rum into my Coke with. <laughs> I'll still be the guy that wears pants lined with Miller lights. Yeah, you got it all. Yeah. The, the hardest part about going to baseball games for me is some stadiums are, are non Miller light stadiums. Dodger stadium. You can't get a Miller light. So when I'm suddenly drinking Miller Lights, it tends to raise some suspicions. Yeah. They're like, why does this dude have tall boys of Miller Light? And and yet the only beers this place seems to sell is Montejo. And it's like, well, listen, did I smuggle them in? You can't prove I did. So don't go with me because God knows when I go and I'm under the influence, I attract security. Well, that's because you you would walk in and you'd be like, am I not allowed to bring this 12 pack of Miller Light in? Is that not okay? I'm super high. I'm sorry. It's I'm super high because I have a vape in my pocket and a bunch of edibles. Holy shit. What do you mean? I can't bring those in either. Never forget. 420, 2018. That was probably one of, that was probably one of the highest days I've ever been. That was that was downright embarrassing. Absolutely pathetic. I was so high that night I thought a shark was gonna attack me while I was lying in bed. <laughs> that's how stoked, that's how stoned I was, man. Twerks had to, no, no, twerks. This is before twerks. It's Trevor. <laughs> no, Trevor drove us, but you know who else is with us was uh EJ. EJ. Oh, that's when we had that's when we had two incompetent interns simultaneously. You told EJ had to walk me home from your apartment. Like, you gotta walk <laughs> Ruther home. He's not gonna make it home. I know it's like two blocks away. You gotta walk Ruther home. I was so stoned. We got in my apartment and I just stare. I sat in the couch. I was just like, oh, man. EJ's like, there's somebody at your door. And this person at your door is like, Candy Graham. I got a piece of delivery. Twerks texted me the other day. Twerks? Yeah. Did he want your address? He did. Yeah. I think I I think I know what that means. I think I think we're getting uh we're getting a wedding invite. I think we're, I think we're getting wedding invites to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're at least we're at least getting uh we're at least getting invites to the rehearsal dinner with the Disney characters. <laughs> oh my god! 
You think Torx would care if I dressed up as Pluto for his wedding? <laughs> I think he'd be stoked. I think he'd be stoked. <laughs> I really want him to do a Disney themed wedding. I think he is going to do one. I think everybody's going to get a pair of ears. Oh my God. Good for twerks. And I'm awful. I got, I got, if you're still listening to this, Aaron, I, I got to catch up with you. I just gave you my address. I didn't even be like, Hey, how's it going? Like I was, I don't know what I was doing that day. I, well, yeah, I just gave him my address too. He just, he didn't say, how are you? He just said, can I get your address? I was like, sure. Here you go. I think he should have to invite all the old. Interns. Do you twerks take Mrs. Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> Torx with Wolves is one of my all-time best nicknames. Oh, that's a good one. Why did we call him that? Because he because he's got a lot of Native American in him. Yeah, and I I was gonna call him Dances with Wolves, but I said he's a millennial, so he doesn't dance. He twerks. <laughs> he's twerks with wolves. Do you remember how bombed Twerks and Future Mrs. Twerks got at my apartment? At, at, at your apartment, I left July early 4th, that day. July 4th. I left early that day. Oh my and- god. You said they left like six hours later and he was already bombed when I left. Dude, he was slamming like like Trulies. Slamming them. And you remember twerks of all people absolutely blacked out twerks was the mediator for the blacked out guy in my apartment who went building who went to fight everybody. I don't I was gone. You were gone. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was a bad situation. This guy, and he's a big dude, drunk, belligerent Boston guy. Just wanting to fight everybody. I think he was Boston. And we were in the hot tub and somebody said to me, Ruth, somebody goes, Ruth, you're Some, so- somebody said Tom Brady is not the greatest living athlete. He was like, I'll fuck up everybody in this fucking apartment. Somebody said there's to two me- things I fucking know in life. Tom Brady is the single greatest athlete to ever walk fucking planet Earth. And two, Dunkin' Donuts coffee is the fucking goat. And anybody who wants any fucking problem with that, I'm putting this whole fucking apartment building in my rear view. The best part was we were all sitting in the hot tub and somebody was like, hey, uh, Ruther, you're you're the only sober one here, man. Can you try to defuse this guy? And I, he was, he was saying, I go, I'm not going near that guy. That, guy, that guy's going to take a swing at me. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking a punch from some drunk, even though I felt like he, he, he was so drunk. He was one of those where he'd swing and you could like avoid the punch. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not messing with that guy. Torx goes, I got it. And he gets right out of the hot tub and he walks over. And I'll be honest, I was scared. I was like, oh man, I do not want this guy throwing a punch at Torx. And Torx walked over there, and I don't know. He kind he handled the situation, and, and works as a lawyer. He's a mediator. Yeah, I was I was worried the guy might you know start yelling some racial slurs at Torx. You know, you, you never know. But uh, yeah, Mrs. Torx was there, and here they are now. Here they are locking it up. About to get married. Good for him. So. Baseball is back as we're talking about. Tatis will be out though. This is a pretty shitty story for the Padres fans. I guess he hurt his wrist in December in a motorcycle accident, which he didn't realize was so bad. And now he might miss three months, even though baseball has been out for the last God knows how many months. I get the I get the idea behind, you know, I know a lot of these guys. 
I, I don't know if the Padres have a rule with him, but I know a lot of teams either have written rules or like understood rules. No motorcycles, no, no pickup basketball, no fucking, you know, carrying your wife on your shoulders, a la fucking Madison Bumgarner. Like we uh, like just be safe. So I understand the idea that he probably thought it was a, well, uh, something that maybe he shouldn't tell the team about just hope it heals on its own, whatever. But like, this is again, call 1-800-FIX-YOUR-LIFE. I'd have been like, listen, I understand you don't want to tell the team, but you're also a hundred millionaire. How about just call the, the, you know, San Diego's finest risk specialist and just go see him. We can keep it off the record. Just go in as Fernando Smith. Fatis. Yeah. Go in as Fernando Smith and go get your wrist looked at. Yeah. HIPAA, man. They can't talk about it. Yeah. Instead, he's like, don't say anything. And then suddenly, oh, my wrist actually really fucking hurts. Now he needs surgery. Now he's going to miss three months of the season. Dude, there was a baseball strike. That would have been a good time to get your shit looked at. You weren't even technically a padre in those moments. It's it's amazing that there's no one in these people's lives. Like like if he's saying his wrist hurts to a girl, to a buddy, to a family member, there's no one who's like, hey, man, you should probably get that checked out. Right. Like, luckily, in the last month I, during my debacle. I had a girl being like, you should probably get that checked out. Right. Like. Like you need somebody to be in your ear. Where are these people for athletes? I feel like none of, I feel like every athlete does not have a good person to just say, Hey man, should probably see a doctor. And also like, I know, you know, there's, there's all kinds of wild con contract stipulations where he could end up owing money, blah, blah. You're not fucking you're, you're Fernando Tatis jr. You're, you know, arguably the future of the Padres. They want you to be healthy. Just go get your shit taken care of, dude. Yeah. Because now so, suddenly you're just, you, you know, you're just ruining, like you're ruining the season. Three months, man. You're about 75 games. I mean, he, he might be, he might be back earlier than that, but still like the, you're the, the, the Dodgers, I think are still like world series favorites. I mean, you're in a pretty tough situation. You, you need to fucking, you need to be healthy. And you had the, you had a potential lockout to deal with it. I would immediately would have gotten it done. Yeah. At the very least, I would have immediately. At the very least, the second the lockout started, I would have figured out. Like if he if he heard it before the lockout, he's like, "Hey, let's just go to spring training and see what happens." I'm like, "Oh, uh, you know, it's still stupid." But the second the lockout happened, I'd be like, "They did, they can't even call me." The lockout was 99 days, man. Yeah, there's your three months right there. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. What if we set up a second hotline for athletes to call? 1-800-FIX-YOUR-LIFE. <laughs> what would you charge? I would. I think it should be some sort of percentage of like the money saved. You know what I mean? Or would it be depending on the situation? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh you mean bury a dead body? Okay. It's going to be a little higher priced. Yeah. 
but then I would take it. I'd be like, okay, so if they found out that you murdered somebody, you lose your entire contract. The rest of your contract is 80 million. I'm going to take $4 million for that. I take 5% of the rest of your contract. Okay. So, so what if uh, I call and I'm like, hey, man, I need relationship advice. What kind of relationship advice do you need? Well, I've been fighting a lot with my girlfriend and I don't know. She's like really wants to get married. And I'm like, I don't know. And, you know, I just signed a big contract. And, you know, the minute I get married and I, I probably would have to get a prenup and there's kids and there's possible child support. I don't know if I'm ready. So now we're not going to uh, talk as much about your uh, future, the rest of your contract, although we will factor that in. But right now your current net worth is what? that number. Okay. She's going to get half of that. So now I'm going to take 5% of half of that, that she would have taken. Then I'm going to save you. Okay. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. You need it's all about the money. I'm going to save you. You need billboards. Yeah. Like billboards and commercials around. and commercials, you know? Yeah. Are yeah. Are you a football player who just signed a contract worth over $200 million? Do you own a Ferrari? Are you wasted? Were you thinking about driving that Ferrari wasted? Don't call 1-800-FIX-YOUR-LIFE and let me <laughs> fix your life. I'll have somebody drive that Ferrari home for you. I'll have a minor league race car driver drive you home in that car faster than you could ever drive it and safely. Don't end up like Henry Ruggs. Don't end up like Paul Walker. End up rich like you already are. You could have affiliates. Yeah. In every city, like working for you. Absolutely. I'll have trainees. Yeah. They have fake stick on mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good job for young kids. Hey, man, you want to pick up a drunk athlete? Cool. Just be sober. And just come in like Harvey Keitel. I'm sorry if you feel like I was not polite in asking for your Ferrari keys. Pretty please. With a fucking cherry on top. Give me your fucking car keys. So your boy LeBron just crossed the threshold that nobody's crossed. Crossed. Did you see wah, that? Wah, 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 wah. Alert, alert, alert. Trigger, trigger alert for all you butthurt Fucking Michael Jordan stands. Trigger alert for all you NBA hating MAGA listeners. We're going to talk about LeBron James. Uh, 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 trigger alert. Trigger alert. Okay, now we can do it. So he became the first player to have 10,000 points, 10,000 assists, and 10,000 rebounds. The first player in how long? Ever. The first player ever. How's that possible? Seems like to me, points, assists, and rebounds are the big three statistics. Seems like if you have the most of those, all three of all time, what's the argument against you at this point? So he's, he's currently third all-time in points, seventh in assists, 39th in rebounds, and then he might even pass Carl Malone for second in points in the next week. Yeah. Like in the next week. It's pretty crazy. And then he just had a uh, another 250 50 points games. Yeah. 
two fifty point games. So. We're, we are not in the we are not in the Derek Jeter portion of our career where we are some helpless, non, you know, non productive player that's just stockpiling career stats. The dude, not not that the Lakers are playing well or being carried anywhere, but the dude is the only person right now on the current Lakers team that is productive on a night to night basis. And it's hard to score 50 points in the NBA. He's done it twice in a matter of weeks. He is in the twilight of his career, but he's still very much one of the best players in the NBA. And he's just shattering all time records. He's just, I mean, he's, you know, he's the first man on Mars at this point. You know, multiple people have stepped on the moon. LeBron James is the only NBA player to ever be on fucking Mars. The dude is the only dude to do things. He's the only dude to do a lot of things. So here's a let's go back to earlier in the show. And I talked about Brady. I wonder if what LeBron's doing this year. Had any effect on Tom Brady. Because obviously Brady, like I said, had a great statistical year and he comes back and. Those, I'm sure those two are cool, and I know they'll like tweet and stuff about when they when one accomplishes one thing or not. My point is, I wonder if he sees that as like, dude, I can do another year. I can do another year. I mean, Brady's six years older than LeBron, right? Yeah, yeah. But obviously, different sport. Different sport. The the league protects his every step. I don't. I don't know, but like the ten thousand points, rebounds, and assists. Like to me, that's the. That's and he's, the, he's over 30, 10 and 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big one for me because it's across the board statistically. And, well, and, it's, 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 you know, we, the argument of who's the greatest of all time and all that is obviously the thing that like triggers so many NBA fans uh, when you talk about it. And, you can be the guy out there who I still think is incorrect. Who's like, win one game. I'll take Michael Jordan or for one, blah, blah, blah. But there is honestly, in my opinion, no, not only no argument, but I feel like even, even throwing another name into the mix of who is the greatest all around basketball player to ever play the game. It's LeBron James. And honestly, I'm just like super embarrassed for you. If you argue anybody else, I'm super embarrassed for you. Like, that's not even a mad. That's not even a me arguing with you. Like the question of whose legacy is the best. Who would you want in one game? Who would you want in one series? Who would you want to take the last shot? Okay. You guys can create your own narratives to argue against why LeBron is the goat. But the greatest all-around basketball player to ever play is LeBron James. And if you argue otherwise, you're just embarrassing yourself. He's going to finish top five in assist, most likely. Which is insane, since I think he's the, I think he's the only one in, that's not a point guard, a true point guard in the top 15. Yeah, it goes Stockton, kid. Chris Paul, Steve Nash, Mark Jackson, Magic, LeBron, Oscar, Isaiah Thomas, Gary Payton, Russell Westbrook, Andre Miller. Now, hold, let's do this again. 
do, do the top, do the guys, every single guy ahead of LeBron James in the assists category are arguments for the best point guards of all time. For you to be ahead of LeBron James in assists, you are one of the single greatest point guards to ever play the game. Ever, ever, ever. Who are the guys ahead of him? Stockton. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Steve Nash. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Magic Johnson. That's the list ahead of LeBron James. And Mark Jackson. And Mark Jackson. Okay. Mark Jackson, not one of the greatest point guards of all time. Hands down, man down. Yeah. Mama, I'm about to get passed by that man. (laughs) (laughs) Soon, Mama, there will be only top point guards of all time ahead of him because, Mama, there goes LeBron. (laughs) It's pretty crazy. Yeah. A a whole... And the truth is, so he's about 300 away from Nash, who's fourth. 300 assists, and then he would move into top four. That So then he'd pass Jackson and Johnson. Correct. And also, Nash has one more assist than Mark Jackson. And then, and then after that, it gets like, Stockton kid just have so many damn assists. Yeah. Like nobody's catching Stockton anytime soon. I mean, he's almost at 16,000. Stockton and then kid is two. Yeah. And who's three? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. And so he's still going. And so Cliff- LeBron, 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 yeah, <laughs> Cliff Paul. <laughs> Cliff Paul's not in the top 10. Fucking Cliff. They don't do those commercials anymore. No. They they went all in on Jake from State Farm. Can, can you imagine you you, you know? You I want a thirty for thirty on the the original white Jake from State Farm. By the way, I don't even remember the white Jake from State Farm. They just decided Jake from State Farm was going to be Drake from State Farm one day, and then fucking never looked back. That's a gig you want, man. Yeah, that's that's some that's like a seven figure gig. Jake from State I mean, Farm. so LeBron likely will be, I mean, with Chris Paul not going anywhere anytime soon, it's like you're going to like the all time assist leaders at some point will be Stockton, Kid, Paul, James. Yeah. Well, if, if you do a stat argument, you know, you, you can't really debate it. As far as like you're saying, I'd argue, I'd argue that fact alone. I'd argue that like, I would argue LeBron James being the all time career leading scorer, which I think, you know, barring some sort of disaster will happen and top four in assists behind three of the greatest full on pure non-scoring-ish point guards of all time makes that that stat alone makes him my greatest basketball player to ever live. How can you have the, how can you be 
a top four facilitator in the history of basketball while also being the guy who got the most buckets. That to me alone is everything. That's everything you want in a basketball player. If a guy doesn't play a stitch of defense, which he did and didn't rebound, which he'll finish in the top 35 of or the top 30 of. Dude, if Chris Paul finished with the most points ever, people will be like, I don't care that he has no championships. He's the greatest player of all time. Like, What about Cliff? Yeah. I mean, they already have Cliff Paul as the GOAT State Farm guy. He's like, Jake will never pass me. Jake had to turn black just to even be in the same conversation as me so somebody in one of these companies was like hey i got an idea i went to college for this i got a marketing idea what if we put a mustache on chris paul and we call him cliff paul yeah and we just run a bunch of commercials with it and somebody's like you make 200 grand a year that's totally worth it yeah it all goes back to championships that that's the counter that's what everyone's going to counter Cool. That's fine. So if your counter is championships, Bill Russell is your all-time goat or get the fuck out of my face. The end. Goodbye. Also, Jim Lustikoff is fourth on your all-time goat list. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. If championships is it, I mean, the finals MVP is named after Bill Russell. He had 11 and 13 years. If championships is your defining thing, then Bill Russell's your goat or get the fuck out of my face. Because the, uh, the, uh, the anti-argument to that is, well, that was 30 years before the NBA. It was like the distance between Bill Russell's last championship and Michael Jordan's last championship is going to be the difference between Michael Jordan's last championship and LeBron James last championship. The, the, the era gaps are the fucking same. Let's not pretend Bill Russell was playing in the prehistoric age and Michael Jordan and LeBron James are modern basketball players. There have been multiple eras of basketball and LeBron is removed from Michael by as many eras as Michael is removed from Bill Russell. For sure. So you watch. So if so, if having half as many championships, if having six to Russell's eleven is acceptable, then why wouldn't having four to Michael's six be also acceptable? That's actually two thirds as many championships. People, I mean, they're just not going to. But those people are stupid. Yeah. You're a stupid person. Welcome to finding out you're stupid. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to change. And people are open about it. A lot of those idiot talking heads on some of those main networks, they just say, oh, he can't do anything to change my mind. So Right, right. All right. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, I wanted to ask. Trigger alert. Trigger warning has ended. We now return to non-triggering conversations. You can get you can join rejoin us 
where we will talk about only things white people like again and things that are not being compared to the 90s. Let's talk a little 70s. Let's talk winning time. Yeah. You liked episode two. I I I liked it. Yeah, I liked I, it. I, I just, dude, I think he's doing, he's trying too much. I just think all the cutaways, the random things, the showing the different, you know, when they show, oh, this is how the camera would look in 1979. I don't know. I just, yeah. I feel like there's too much going on. It's breaking the fourth wall too much. I just feel well, like- they 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 dialed back the breaking the fourth wall a little bit, which was nice. And I thought they, that they might. I thought all these tricks and stuff would whatever. The camera thing is still annoying because it just doesn't make sense when they do it. There's just no rhyme or reason to it, which is kind of annoying. Um, I like that they dug a little bit deeper into, you know, obviously Jerry West has they they, they don't come out and say it, but he's, you know, su- he's like has depression his whole life. You know, he's laying on the floor in the dark. They're exploring that a little more. They made him a little less volatile, which I know was the big criticism and which was the shock for us in the first episode. Um, so, I mean, we got a Jerry West sex scene. Yeah, that was that was not on my winning time bingo. The opening of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that either. But we got a little angry West Virginia dad. We got a little background on the Jerry West psychosis. We got Jerry West at the end of the episode. Spoiler alert, you know, resigning as the head coach. We got I, I mean, honestly, my favorite part about it was the the bus hour back, uh, you know, feud, which if you're an NBA fan, you know how this turns out and you kind of love it. You kind of love to see it. Right. Yeah, Exactly. And then you see, you know, magic Magic's trying to just always have sex. Yeah. Which we also spoiler alert. We know how that turns out. Yeah. I think I'm positive how that turns out. Too soon. I'm actually, sure. I, actually, I'm going to say too late because I don't even think he's has positive anymore. Too late. Too he late doesn't. on that joke. He doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't test positive. I'm inconclusive on how that turns out. <laughs> I'm HIV neutral on that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to keep watching. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm excited at the. I love John it's, C. It, Riley. He's so good. He's he so really good. is. Um, I, you know, I don't know how to feel about Adrian Brody as Pat Riley, but I am excited for the just the entrance of pat riley and i like adrian brody as a as a actor but does like doesn't seem to be a super great fit jerry buss i mean john c riley looks like jerry buss dude he's he's crushing it now they just have me coming in to play pat riley (laughs) like what but i'm here for it i'm I'm a pat riley stan anybody who knows anything about me knows i'm a pat riley stan But he wasn't the head coach in that first title. No. But he's in the mix. He's going to appear soon. Okay. Yeah, because he was an assistant. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good how it plays out. would love to talk about it with Tug, but Tug says, no, 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 not so fast, my friend. I got kids to take care of. Tug's watching, you know, the Monday rollover of the Players' Championship. He's busy. Yeah. We got some calls. 310-359-8365. 
I feel like that was the most wild run through our uh, rundown that we've ever had. We just, we just just like bouncing from topic to topic. I liked it. I liked the free flowing Monday. It was almost like a Showtime Lakers run through our rundown. It was. Well, we went around the back to the Kirk Cousins story and just a behind the head dish of Tom Brady is Darth Vader. I like it. CT set that up. Yeah, that was nice. CT can now put uh, came up with a the he wrote a dirty sports title on his Hall of Fame resume. Yeah. Add that to your LinkedIn, CT. Okay, we got some calls. We got some calls. Oh, oh, this one's for you. This was about. uh, Okay, here we go. No, this is no, this is this is thanking you. Oh, okay, great. So, so calm down. Usually it's just for you. It starts out with this piece of shit. What's up, guys? Casey, Dirtball, Josh. Uh, I love hearing Andy be kind of off the sheath. Makes me feel pretty good about next season. But most of the reason I'm calling is, uh, Joe, I want to say thank you for giving me the best comeback. Uh, I was at a basketball game this week, and uh, a guy was trying to argue with me about basketball being a real cheddar dick and i just straight up told him that i take shit that know better that know more about basketball than he does and he had absolutely nothing to say back to that so just want to want to say thanks for that and uh yeah condoms are for iowa state fans sounds like it was a iowa state whoever they played kansas or somebody love it big 12 so that's your line I mean, I've said on this, you know, I've said on our podcast through the years, a number of things, you know, about somebody takes a shit and it's better than, I don't know. I'm sure there was a, I think, I believe I, I believe the the most recent version of it was A-Rod takes shits that are better at shortstop than Derek Jeter, <laughs> but that's a go, that's a standard go-to somebody of greatness shitting a still greater something than somebody else. I've used that one a couple dozen times through the years, but I believe that was the most recent one when we were arguing about Derek Jeter's defensive ability. A-Rod takes shits that are better defensive shortstops than Derek Jeter, which hard to prove false. Honestly, a shit will just sit there and not move. And I am assuming A-Rod being the gigantic person that he is filled with HGH and probably you know, multiple supplements, creatine, whatever. He probably takes giant shits. I bet you if you hit a baseball into a, an A-Rod-sized pile of shit, he would also field it cleanly and also has no range. Essentially, Derek Jeter. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm working on something myself. I'm working on a little something for uh, my brother's friend. He, he's a Russell Wilson hater, and I just don't think he understands. I'm working on a little little package to present to him. I don't even know the guy. Why is he a Russell Wilson hater? See, that's the thing about me. A a lot of people have accused me of being a Russell Wilson hater. I'm not a Russell Wilson hater. I'm a Russell Wilson truther. He just thinks he's been overrated his whole career. And I'm like, dude, well, uh, that's that guy is welcome in the Russell Wilson truther. No, but 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 there was no response when I was texting my brother. I go, I go, he could not play another down again. And he'd be in the hall. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And I said, I said, text him that text him. I, I go, I go, we're not debate. I go, I go, you can debate all you want as far as 
if he's ever been a top three, top five. I go, I'm not here to debate that. I'm just here to present stats and say he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying this is what's going to happen. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame based on his numbers and based on the fact that he won a Super Bowl. I go that that whether you can debate if that's fair or not. I'm not trying to debate that. I'm just saying yeah. he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And of that course, is, that is that is true. And I think he'll deservingly be in the Hall of Fame. And also at the same time, that could be evident in an argument of Russell Wilson's overratedness. But like the Hall, of, let's it's really neither here nor there because like there's a lot of people who are overrated and underrated in the hall of fame. And, but you're, you're, I, I agree with you. I think you're hundred percent right. He will yeah. be a hall of famer. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. But I think the biggest guys who, who need the, you know, I'd say the biggest athletes all time who need to be deconstructed as far as their, their status is definitely probably Kobe. You could argue Jordan. Um, like those are the two of the big dogs, at least from the basketball side. Okay, what else we got in the hotline here? I just see crazy eyes Sam Bradford story. I I don't know. I don't remember. Let's just play it. Hey boys, crazy eyes Sam Bradford here. Um driving to work and really got me thinking about Andy's butt fungus. Um otherwise known as swamp bass or mud butt. Um, and my solution for that is just use some gold bond, man. Um, burn so good. And it leads me to my question. What is an, an uncomfortable experience you guys had? For example, when I went to Thailand, um, you could have some beers before your tattoo. So I had a stick and poke tattoo and I had to hold my piss in without getting AIDS from a potential dirty needle. I didn't want to go to the bathroom and get AIDS. So yeah, what's the most uncomfortable experience you had like that? Um, condoms <laughs> are for pussies. Wait, what? Hold on. I don't even understand. Yeah. So he was getting it. He was getting a Thai tattoo, and his fear was he was going to get AIDS from going to the bathroom. I think he got AIDS from getting the Thai tattoo. But why do you have to keep his urine in? I don't know. He didn't want to go to the bathroom. He, he was afraid of the bathroom situation, apparently but not them to jab ink into his body. I know. I, unreal. This is, I mean, this is classic crazy eyes, Sam Bradford. Classic this is dirt ball. Why, this is why we don't call him normalized Sam Bradford because <laughs> he's crazy eyes. Um, what, what, was his, what was his first part of that? Well, the, he was talking about me using Goldbond. Um, yeah, again, dude, I, I, I never had a fungal infection, uh, according to the dermatologist. That was all. I had, a, I, I, I had some chafing. Which I use Vaseline, but yeah. I, I didn't use correctly. Um, I, I'm really hung up on this Thailand adventure. So he goes to Thailand. What's a stickum tattoo? What's that mean? I, I I don't know. I think it's like one of those ones where they like, it's not like a gun. It's not like a tattoo gun. It's like the stick thing where they're like dotting you with tattoos. That, the, see, see. Crazy eyes, Sam Bradford. That would have been a time for you to call one eight hundred fix your life. Yeah, <laughs> for advice. That that, that was an. I'd, I'd have been like, go take the piss, and then also escape while you still can. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I can't off the top of my head think about my most uncomfortable situation. Certainly not in that uh, context. Like uncomfortable. I mean, that's. 
Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Like, can I, can I give you a, can I do a sidebar here for a tweet that was just sent to me? Just, yeah. I just, I just want your reaction. Supposedly, and supposedly in quotes, the Jets offered three first rounds, three firsts, and one to two seconds, and Zach Wilson for Watson. Browns offered two firsts, a fit, a fifth, Kareem Hunt, Greg Newsom, and Baker Mayfield. The Texans said no to both. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. What do they now, want? What do they want for? Him? Yeah. <laughs> Who tweeted this out? Uh, Brian McFadden. Bryant McFadden, the official account of former Florida State Seminole and Pittsburgh Steeler. Bryant McFadden, Super Bowl XL, XL3 champ and football analyst for CBS Sports. I'm looking at it right now. Three first rounds, two second rounds, and Zach Wilson, who we don't know. He played one year. I just don't know what they would want for him. Are any Thai tattoos involved in this deal? If not, I'm out. That's a crazy list right there. Okay, this seems like I don't know how we're gonna get through this one, but let's see. This might be a tough one to get through, but I think it's a first time call. I like to play first time callers. Do you want to be a first time caller? 310-359-8365. I know it takes a lot of courage to call the hotline because you know you might just get roasted. And I and I understand that nobody wants to deal with that. What's up, dirty sports? The name's G, like the letter. And I'm from Indiana. Yeah, time listener, first time caller. My question to you is: If you were starting an NBA team right now, what other four guys would you choose to play alongside you, and who would be your sixth man, and why? The only catch is you can't choose any current professional athletes. So you could choose any actors, any comedians. What? You know, even your local uh, Wendy's cashier. So it's totally up to you. Uh, let me know what you guys choose. Uh, thanks, boys. Condoms are for the NFL for banning Calvin Ridley for doing what we all love. So this is a one thirty-three a.m. call. I'm assuming he's drunk or high. You start a team basically with anybody but a professional. Now he said not current, but I'm, I'm going to assume we also mean not blossoming upcoming. Like I'm not going to pick the four guys that currently start on Duke's like, team. And, oh, and I'm not going to select guys who have recently retired. We're just going to no, know non-professional athletes uh, or non-basketball player or non-professional athletes. We'd have to really think about this one. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I'll, I'll give Michael Rappaport a spot on my lineup just for the chemistry. You know, he's he's played in plenty of celeb games. Definitely not Kevin Hart. Definitely not Kevin Hart. No, I've seen him play. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think from like the celebrity games. Who's a guy who you say, oh, he, he can ball. Chris yeah. Brown really thinks he can ball, but he he's not as good as he thinks he is. Yeah, I I haven't watched enough celeb games lately. 
to like know who's like the current young, like dude. I mean, two chains can be on my team. I've seen two chains ball. I think he played college ball. Yeah, great, but he's okay. a rapper. Oh yeah, Master P maybe. Yeah, Master my- P's old though now. He is old. But two chains, Titty Boy's not not that young either. Who wins in a one on one game, Kanye or Pete Davidson? Oh man, that's a tough one. I feel like Pete Davidson. You think Pete Davidson beats Kanye? Yeah, but neither of them are athletes. No. No. Honestly, that would be a terrible game of basketball. That's how they should settle this. That's what I'm saying. Eat. Yay. One V one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who's somebody that's like really tall that I just have as the man in the middle. Like who's really tall, but not a basketball player like there's gotta be somebody out there who's just like ludicrously tall the giant from game of thrones (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly how about that guy who's always uh working out at venice beach you know that six nine dude who's like the most jack man in america the black dude yeah, he's he's like the he's legit the biggest dude I've ever seen in my he's life. He's shredded, man. He's incredible. Yeah. I have no idea if he has any basketball skills. I'm putting him at center. Oh yeah. I'm putting I'm, <laughs> I'm putting uh who did I just have? I had uh Rappaport and Titty Boy rounding out the front court. Me in the backcourt with Tug Coker as my two guard. Oh, Tug getting some love. Let's go. Here's my and, squad. And who's my sixth man? I don't know. Who's my sixth man? My squad is me, Kanye, Pete Davidson, <laughs> Goldberg, and Kevin Hart. <laughs> and Shabelli is your sixth man. Shabelli, Shabelli tweeting to me about the Russell Wilson stuff. Shabelli just hopping in. What did Shabelli have to say about Russell Wilson? He doesn't want, you know. He hasn't won a playoff game. You know, he lost to that backup. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. He's won. Look, I know he's won one playoff game in the last five years. It's not an easy one playoff game. I'm not, I'm not defending that. But, you know, he's just trying to throw shrapnel. I wonder how Shabelli celebrated. Did Shabelli did go to the, the Rams? Parade? Yeah. Was he the guy? <laughs> I don't know. We should tweet at Strabelli. Somebody asked Strabelli if he went to the Rams parade. I'll just, I'll just text him. Okay. Shaboring. Now we're going down the, the intern rabbit hole. Yeah. What I, we- believe, I believe Nick Dale works for the Utah Jazz now. He does. So, I mean, dude, can we just talk about our interns? Like, and, and, I, I, I didn't want to hockey, hockey correspondence. And- I, t- I talked to him for like 45 minutes and, and I didn't want to say it. I talked to him uh, like 10 days ago. Oh, you and- didn't want to say it on the show because Sarah Pauls would ruin his life. Well, yeah. And he, he like he was still going through all the HR stuff. But yeah, the yeah. fact that, you know, yeah. So congrats to Nick. Nick now works for the Utah Jazz and he also works for the AAA team. That owner owns the AAA team. So he's going to work year round. For them and he's and he's, he's gonna learn everything they want they want these guys to learn everything from so the, great congrats yeah. and fucking nick d'alessandro from ruther's couch to the utah jazz 
Not gonna lie, I, I said to Nick, I said, from Ruther's couch to the NBA. I, I said, look, man, I'm really happy for you, but like, man, you know, 2020 was a shit year in so many ways. It's like, oh, if it could have, things could have broken differently, because he, because he's just so talented. And Nick and I, yeah. I mean, we, we worked well together, and we, and we just, we, we were two peas in a like. I saw some that, com- that was your son. That was your son. I just, you know, we we was would- getting up in the middle of the night, eating cheese, getting back in bed with you. <laughs> he was basically he was basically your Vince. We didn't sleep in the same bed. Sure, you did. Sure. I just miss like Nick and I, he was my son. I missed like, oh, you've never seen Back to the Future? Let's watch all three in the next yeah. nine hours. Oh, you want to go like like you know, you know what I love what about? you're saying. What you're saying is, give me back my son. I, I do miss those times. I was telling Nick that I go, I go, we we'd have our own little thing. And then I was like, I mean, even just the going to Costco videos, like there was there was so stupid, but there was so much fun. Nick could just film me. Then he would then we go to McDonald's. No, I'm sorry. We go to Don's. Don's. <laughs> you go to Don's. How'd you how'd you learn he's working for the jazz? Did he tweet something? Uh no, I don't. It maybe yeah, I think maybe posted on Instagram or something like that. Yeah, good for him. Give me a reason to go out there. Yeah. Especially if he's working for the team. All right, those are our calls. 310-359-8365. Lots of love for the old, the old I, interns today today. There was another one that you had on the rundown that was I was just like, this is an interesting t-. it was something about something about Prano basketball. Uses my own quote against me. I don't even know. No, no, no. That was the one. The basketball. Oh, that was one. the one. Okay. About, Great. Yeah. The other ones are kind of outdated. I'm looking at. All good. All good. One was for something with baseball, but the strike's not happening. And one was for Kirk well, Cousins. Speaking of Nick D'Alessandro, uh, one thing that Nick has still managed to do, although as he gets busier and busier, maybe less, Nick does all my. Uh, social media videos and I've been posting more and more stand-up clips on my Instagram and my TikTok, which are both at Joe Prano. I'm of course still one hundred at fix your life on Twitter, but Joe Prano on all other social media. Got some shows in and around Southern California before uh, for the rest of March. And then I will be in uh, Colorado for a couple weekends and the week in between. In April, Schmiggity's in Steamboat Springs for a couple shows, uh, Bridge Street Bar for a couple Vale comedy shows, uh, and then the Denver Improv with Eddie Ift. Those are all on my website at joeprano.com. And then after that, uh, I will be headed to New York for some time in late April. Uh, so if you're on the East Coast, hopefully I'll get some. Some of those dates booked soon, and you can see me at some of my favorite spots in the tri-state area. All right. You can follow us at The Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Andy Ruther on social media. Maybe I'll end my Instagram hiatus sometime. I think I'm almost at a year. Just just flowing through. By the way, if you ever want to send me anything, just D- DM me personally. Um, a lot of times I think they're also sending it to Dirty Sports or... 
the dirty. Like I don't, I don't check that stuff as much. So just quick heads up on that. All right. We got through a lot of news. NFL stuff's developing. We'll do something with March madness on Wednesday night or Thursday morning. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll hit up. First I want to know is, I mean, I feel like Maddie's a pretty big college basketball guy, right? Oh yeah. I think he knows most sports. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, He'll have his sleepers. I think he'll have his, uh, you know, I mean, look, I've done multiple trips to Vegas with Maddie for March madness, which were always insane and hilarious. Matt would be throwing money up in the bed. It'd be like $120. (laughs) (laughs) He's throwing throwing money in the bed and he's like, ow, I got hit by that coin. Stop throwing coins, Maddie. He goes, we're going to go to Steak and Shake again. I love it. Steak and Shake shake on me, baby. Just made $17 on the University of Gulf Coast game, baby. Yeah, Brady's back. March Madness, baby. Oh, I'll hit him up. All right, guys, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys in a few days. And as always, stay dirty.